0: The Tuesday Club with Sean,
1: Kyle and Shane. The Tuesday Club with Sean, Kyle and Shane. How's it going, boys?
2: Good, man. Good. How are you? (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'm in a good mood. I know, I am in a good mood today, boys. Um, Even though it's uh, blizzard all over the rest of the UK, it's been a little bit nippy in Wales, but the sun is shining and that's all we can ask for, I feel.
2: It is shining. It's, yeah. it's, bit, it's a bit four seasons in one day in Wales at the moment, isn't it? It's like I've been playing a bit of golf and you go out, think, oh, i can to take my jumper off now for a couple of holes. Next thing, start snowing. You know, And, it's, and then it's back dry again, and then it's windy, and then it's cool, and it's hot quite warm so yeah i'm trying to paint the fences as well which is annoying because when i start and i get into a rhythm it starts raining i've got to stop then i'm like oh no but But anyway
1: i was i was the painting going mate
2: slow because of that but i I quite like it when i get into it you know it's quite therapeutic uh, you know what's the karate kid kid, man
1: what's the karate kid he'll show you how to paint wax on wax off paint the show me paint the fence (laughs) <laughs> it starts blocking what a film how's it going shane how's it going there uh, down in uh, the valleys of west wales
3: yeah very good miss very good uh busy as always weather shining here playing rugby with a boy yesterday and it, and it snowed rained and was sunny all all within an hour it was great man
1: <laughs> i've seen only, uh,
3: only in the Ammon valley yeah, yeah. any tmos <laughs> any high tackles <laughs> Now, I, 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 was, I was training with him yesterday, right? Because I, well, I he wants to play in the back three, right? So they're full pitch now, okay? So I started playing around tidy with him, and he was mucking about. I was kicking him the ball. I said, look, if I put pressure on you, you are got to step me. And then if I'm not there, kick the ball away. And he was just farting around, doing my head in. So I said, right, if you don't try, if you don't try now, I'm going to put the ball up in the air. And if you catch it and don't try getting past me, I'm going to pound you into the ground. So, so I, Social I services, listen, listen to this. Yeah, yeah, listen up. I put a crack in up and under, right? Followed it as you do, chase for your own kicks. He caught it, looked at me and he thought, oh, he won't. So he'd done this really lethargic, crappy sidestep, and I buried him. <laughs> <laughs> so That's I, class. Even the, even the old, I rubbed his face in the ground in the sand and I said right you won't do that again and then he trained really well for the next 40 minutes so there yeah. you go lesson learned <laughs>
2: so <you got> <laughs> when we get our special guest on later who's an expert in coaching uh, we get him to, to, to seal of approval for that coaching technique well then,
1: uh, yeah
3: yeah yeah don't no worry
1: that's, that's absolutely burned there's, there's nothing like the firm hand of a father to make you listen up I feel
3: well, next time I put the ball in here, he'll sidestep, won't
1: he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. Hey, he must be getting a bit bigger than you now, anyway, Shin. A couple of months and uh, he'll be better than you, no?
3: Yeah, he's five foot three now.
1: <laughs> like, nearly there, then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right then, boys. So, uh, we'll have a little uh, natter now. There's been a couple of big events happening this week. Uh, yesterday it were the 2021 British EE BAFTAs and... Lo and behold, uh, someone very close to, well, myself and Sean, not because we personally know him, but because of where he's from, came up trumps and one Best Actor, Anthony Hopkins, or Sir Sir Anthony Hopkins, One Best Actor for The Father. Now, I'm sure we did mention that film a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. I don't know if either of yeah. you have seen it yet, but um, thoroughly deserved, in my opinion, not just because I'm biased and he's one of the greatest actors to ever do it. He's from our town, Port Talbot. He's actually here now. He's come back from sunny LA and we've seen him on his Twitter walking up Margan Park. And by the way, have you seen his Twitter? Do you follow him on Twitter? Oh, he's nuts. Mental. He's
2: absolutely nuts. Absolutely he hasn't, he hasn't crazy. had a drop to drink in, I don't know, something like 40, 50 years. Yeah. And he is, it's hilarious. He dances and mucks about, this great. Mate, mate of mine, right? Um, Neil Rowcliffe uh, from my cricket club. His dad, Bob Rowcliffe, who's no longer with us, Big mates with Tony H in school, right? Cause they're from Margaret and Batalbert. Um, and towards the uh, the last couple of years of his life, anyway, they, he reached out to, um, to to Anthony Hopkins, right? Who's in LA. Old Tone remembered him from school, flew him and his wife in a private jet out to LA and stayed with them for weeks and weeks and just wow. lauded them. And oh, can you imagine the stories on a cricket? Club. Old Tone, <laughs> like, you know. But yeah, he won it it. it. and he's home, uh, so that's brilliant. Um, Nomadland won Best Film. Best Picture, uh, Best Director, yeah. Chloe Zehu, if if that's what I say it. And Best Actress, you know, Frances McDormand, uh, Kyle?
1: Indeed, yeah. She was in, um, uh, what's the one in Canada when it was all the police force and I came out originally? They made a series of it. Brilliant film that really put it on a map. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but uh, she's phenomenal. Uh-huh. I, st- I started watching um, Fargo. Fargo, yes, there you are, Shane. You see, I'm an actor. He knows it. He knows more than I do. Fargo. I she was. Film, she was in the um, the the original motion picture of that before they turned it into series, and she was phenomenal in that. But uh, I I did watch Nomadland, but it's um, I got to say it's it, I fell asleep right, but not because of the film. It was just a, I had a really heavy day, and it's one of the most real it's like a really natural gritty it's about a woman who's um, lost her family lost her husband and she starts moving from place to place state to state in a truck and here he goes they call these uh... (laughs) well you our listeners like to know Sean so uh, Barry
2: Norman got got nothing on you don't need to watch film now
1: do we I don't know who Barry Norman is I don't think who's he (laughs) anyway uh, it's a great film. Uh, she she works in arms and they do all these different shifts, and that's as far as I got, really. But uh, I, I could tell it was going to be very good if I hadn't fallen asleep. Yeah. Anyway,
2: we've got, <laughs> we got a very special guest coming on, and uh, we've got to talk a little bit of rugby, get out of the way, because the weekend saw French club teams dominate Europe all by one. And uh, that was our guys, Shane, the boys in blue from Dublin. Do you watch them against Exeter? You said on this podcast they won't beat yeah. Exeter the Chiefs at Sandy Park, and
3: boy, they no. did a job on them. Uh look, that's, it's Leinster, isn't it? You know, it's, yeah, it, that's that's a huge win, isn't it? That's probably the toughest, just toughest place to go and play and get a win. You know, Leinster haven't had it all, though. Even though they've had a great season, let's be honest, they've kind of run riot in the Pro 14. They've lost a couple of games, which isn't. Uh, characteristic of Leinster. So, yeah, I, I had like extra to win now, and in on in all honesty. And when they went up 70 0, I thought, here we go. But um, it shows the character of a team, isn't it? A team like Leinster can go there, go there many points down, kind of dig in, uh, show their maturity, and come away. And they lost Sexton, didn't they, in, during the game as well. So, really? Yeah. Strength and depth, strength and depth that they have is phenomenal. And um, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't bet against them winning it. I watched the other games as well. I thought um, the Toulouse and Claremont event, even though there was no tries in it, it was a great game to watch. Um, uh, and, all, and and also the other game as well, so, or the other two games as, as well. So good weekend of rugby. Yep. The uh, it, I I'll tell you what, I did enjoy. It was the the super uh, super rugby as well. The Atora, well wow. What them them games are awesome. Gold golden points, like do you know I mean? Every time it's brilliant.
2: It's great, isn't
3: it? I'm fortunate if I'm
2: doing some commentary for S4C Red Button, and uh, so I get to do as live, you know. So we do it straight after as a live game, then it goes out as highlights, and it's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, the difference is the speed of pass, and you know, and the accuracy of the pass, and it puts people in space, and then the offloading, the finishing, and yeah, a couple of those little rule interpretations are good and nice. So if you get held up over the line, Kyle, the defending team gets a drop out from the goal line. Okay. So you don't go again, you know. So it's it encourages teams, I suppose, to go for the space a little bit more rather yeah. than just trying bludgeon over and encourages the yeah. defense. speed speeds the game
3: up as well, doesn't it? It, up, yeah. it does yeah. speed the game up massively. Yeah. So the, no, it's brilliant. I love it. I love it. I tell
1: you
3: the what. The Sorry, I just gonna say the Euro
2: semis are, are not till Friday the thirtieth of April now, and it's gonna be Bordeaux, Begle, the surprise package against Toulouse. Our pick, Shane and Leinster will travel yeah, over yeah. to France to play La Rochelle who were superb against Sale just put the scarlet result the week before to shame really but there we are Speaking, yeah, of, yeah.
1: speaking of La Rochelle Shane uh, you were good friends with uh, old Rog Ronan O'Gara I would love to get him on the show because I've been watching all his interviews and he is comical
3: Yeah he's a funny guy he is a funny guy Uh Naturally funny as well, I've, I've done a couple of podcasts with him, he is absolutely hopeless as well with technology, he is, uh, we did one the other day with uh, T Rugby and it took him 25 minutes like, to, just to press record on his thing, he was just it was hilarious, <laughs> absolutely hilarious, he was doing the interview and all his, his wife and kids were behind him having supper or something. And they just <laughs> ate all the way through it. And he's bonkers, man. No, nah, good fun. Good uh, fun, Rogers. Yeah, we'll have to ask Roger.: Get him on.
1: Yeah, him he's it. brilliant. I just love that thick accent he's got. It's absolutely, it's so endearing. you just listen to him all day. Yeah, yeah. Really it's, dry. It's,
2: it's one of my cl- I got a little claim to fame. Uh, I got invited to Heineken Cup final in Cardiff by Heineken, right? So I took a mate uh, across with me. And uh, we're having a couple of hang this and Rodge comes across. All right, then I'm at. start chatting away. Anyway, a couple of minutes later, this random comes up and he goes, Sean, all right, um, sorry and all I have to interrupt. Can I can I get a photo? It's the old Sean Connery in it. Can I get a photo? I said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a phone, I'll take it now. He said, No, no. Me and you, he said. He hands the phone to Rog right? Takes a photo of me and him. He didn't have a clue who it was. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Rog took it in great spirits, you know. And uh, But he is. He's a great boy. He's Doing a great job over there with John O'Kibbs. Bloody yeah, hell. Fair play. Amazing.
1: Yeah. Right, then. That's uh, a little wrap up. We are going to go now for two seconds. And we have got a very special guest coming up. He has been oh. called the most successful Sevens men's rugby coach in the world. He is only coach to win Continental, World and Olympic medals. So after the break, we are gonna have the brilliant Ben Ryan.
2: Well, here he is, delighted to say our very special guest on this week's Tuesday Club, An old friend of mine. We have the one and only Mr. Ben Ryan. Seven's coach extraordinaire, speaker extraordinaire author extraordinaire we're gonna find out all about that tonight ben thanks so much for joining us that's a pleasure it's good to be here it's good to see you mate that's uh i was just telling the boys off air, it's it's 30 years isn't it this year since you and i met in university
0: yeah it's flying it's flown isn't it man it has yeah i i, I don't know if you were going to bring up any stories from those days i tried to put them into the back of my head we hope well, so. Uh, we hope is... so.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, we're a bit worried you're
0: going to bring some up about me, but there we are.
2: That's another thing. But, uh, look, man, we're obviously going to get stuck into uh, your great success. Um, first of all, I mean, it's been a while now, five years since Rio. We're going to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that. I know Kyle's itching to ask you about that. So much has happened in your life since that, you know, a massive achievement and on a world scale sort of um, – claim. I mean how's life been the last couple of years I mean, what have you been doing yeah it, it,
0: it it's um when I left Fiji um uh and I needed to leave for a number of different reasons I know I went to work in New York for a while and then came home um and there was a there was a real drop in kind of once you once you achieve something that you want to you know that feeling that is at it you know and and uh um, it took me a bit of time to really to get myself back kind of level headed a bit, got a bit carried away again. Um, and, uh, and, and then for the last few years, I've kind of had this, this portfolio career, I guess they call it, where where you're doing a number of different things. I've taken time to build up a little consultancy that, that, works, um, that works around high performance. So it might be an organisational review with a national governing body or it might be mentoring an individual athlete. Um, and I work for UK Sport and Nike and uh, the French Federation. I work across all of their teams. Um, so so a few different things for the last few years, really, Sean. And um, i kind of just about now at the point where I'm ready to go into the next challenge.
1: I, I want to ask you, sure. Ben, mate. I'm Kyle. Nice to meet you, I, virtually. Nice meet you. Um, so I'm an actor, uh, a labourer, and I do acting on the side, basically, nowadays. But uh, I've always watched rugby, I've always been a mad rugby fan, and for me, being a prop forward, I've always been a heavy set bloke, was never interested in sevens, maybe when I was a kid and I was about seven stone, brilliant, but Mm. when there was no rugby on, it always seems to be sevens was always on, always on Sky Sports, (laughs) whatever day, you know, whatever season it was always on, because you go to all these amazing places, all these different countries where the weather's always beautiful, and that must be amazing, and I'll ask you about that later. But for me, this is a great experience because I always used to remember watching it and at this point you were coach of England Sevens and I just remember seeing you all the time and, you know, England, come on, you'd always, you know, you'd beat them, you'd beat Scotland and then it'd be like England v Wales and I'd just be like, come on Wales and then you just always beat us and I hated you and now you sat. You now you're sat here on my podcast. It's very, very strange. So... Well, I, I, hate, I hate I well. hate you in so many ways, sure. but um, how, what what's it like? You know, you're the most decorated sevens coach that there is to to do it professionally, and you've gone from coaching. What was it like first to be given that job for your country in the sevens?
0: It was at a funny time actually, Carl. When I got it, I was coaching. I didn't think I, I was going to step into sevens for very long. Um, and and back then, Sean, you'll know because you, co- you you know you were, had your had your time with the world sevens team. Um, and Chen, you played sevens as well, didn't you? At, right at the start. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Where was that? Was that in Ponte del Este?
3: Uh, that was Argentina. Yeah, Lomo was playing. Yeah, Lomo was there. Yeah, we didn't play him. Thank God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we didn't play New Zealand. Yeah, they probably had a crazy team back then. I imagine.
3: Uh, they, they were ridiculous. They um, they were just jumping everyone. And Jonah Lomo would play like a minute of each game. Because he would like, he'd score a try, he'd walk back to the halfway line, then they'd kick off again. He'd score another try, and that was it. His job was done. They just yeah. take him off. It was incredible just to watch him. It was it was amazing,
0: absolutely amazing. Yeah, they, they were just packed full of like stars. They always have been really because they see it's a proper development pathway in over in New Zealand. Yeah. I I honestly didn't think I was going to stay in the seventh for very long really. I'd I'd actually with another ex Loughborough boy, um, Tofty Mark Maplesoft. We'd both been approached to apply for the England under twenties coaching job. So we went in and had an interview and, and then whilst that was happening, the sevens coach resigned. So there were over that period. So there were two jobs and um and they divvied it out. So I got the sevens and Mark got the twenties. And we we sort sort of thought maybe we'll have a little think about maybe swapping with roles for a year. And he was enjoying twenties, I was enjoying sevens. Um, but but it was at a time of real change. And I had Rob Andrew as my as my boss and he was organising the EPS agreement to get more time with the England boys, the main boys, and uh, it, he got what well, he got all of that, but at the detriment of all the other teams. So I was kind of left with not being able to get get the top young players from from the clubs. Um, so that's when I then I went to Championship and got boys from Exeter and Cornish Pirates, and then couldn't get them either. And then that's when we went full time because that was the only thing we could do really. Um, so it was quite a kind of up and down time but but quite like that um and yeah and then yeah you go traveling around the world so it's not as good for a ginger though a lot of, sli- is,
2: lot of sunscreen there bench boy man yeah it, it's, it's funny, run for the funny shadows you should say that about uh, uh having players available i remember when i, I got the wheel sevens job i thought oh i was a young coach you know what it's like oh i, I think the, so you start writing your list down. On who you? You know, top of my list was was this fella, right? And so uh, I rang Lynn Jones up at Neith. I said, uh, "Right, Lin, um, can I have Shane Williams, please?" He said, "No."
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just popped my balloon, and that's right. Next one, uh, can I have David James, please? I went to the to the gent. No, I can't have him. Yeah, and that's, that's what the Welsh side sort of struggles with, unfortunately, you know, until a World Cup comes around. Of course, Wales won a World Cup, didn't they, with
0: mm-hmm. James mm-hmm.
2: Merriman and James Hook and people like that. And then Tips has put, Justin Tiprick will go to a World Cup because of who he is and that, but it's maybe not the same resource for, for the Welsh. But then on to Fiji, mate. I mean, tell us, I know you've regaled this before, but tell us how that came about.
0: So I'd i I'd, I'd been falling out with my bosses at Twickenham and it was only gonna end badly really, you know, and and the last tournament was the Rugby World Cup in Moscow. And that, that was that was a funny old place to to go and um and we won the semi-final um and I did to get into the final play in New Zealand and I and I didn't really want to be there. I didn't really have any emotion, I didn't feel happy that we'd just done it. And I knew that it was kind of time to call it a day and came back and um did the whole thing where you know coach says that he's um he's stepping down but you know you've been pretty much pushed out the door or given an option you know i think the option i was given was uh, reapply for your job or um or we'll or make you redundant and and so that was that was what i did and i then went to go to work for i was going to go and work for english institute sport in a strategic position and then a mate said to me on twitter have you seen fiji Are you looking for a new head coach and it spiraled it literally spiraled from there i sent them an email they said yeah no, we know who you are and you missed the deadline but we'll give you an interview and then we went on to skype and two o'clock in the in the afternoon in fiji which was two o'clock in the morning in, in southwest london and you know two hours later no one's no one had turned up it's like if you know any islanders you'll understand that you know <laughs> Fiji, type, no, no hurry no worry you know um and uh, and then eventually they, you know they word interaction i've told this a few times but you know they asked me questions like you know had i met the queen and do i know johnny wilkinson and uh, <laughs> and, and then and, and i stayed awake and then the following morning i thought i'd have a look on the fiji times website to see find out a bit more about fiji because i would played against them um when i was at cambridge and uh, and i'd coached a few of the boys in different different teams but i'd never been there so i didn't know what it was like um, and I went on the website and the, the guy that had interviewed me, the CEO had got sacked straight after my interview. So I thought that was that. And then two weeks later, I get a phone call in a restaurant in Richmond and it's a Fijian number. And they say, you know, Bulla Ben, I'm the new CEO. Um, we've got a press conference in 20 minutes. And and I said, that's great, it's, it's what's it about? He said, it's to appoint you as a new head coach. <laughs> wow. and, and then he said, you know, I, said, I got He's saying this. And he said, yeah, 20 minutes. <laughs> so, so so i so I, I finish off the finish off the bottle of wine and i think if i had had 24 hours to think about it i would have just been way too um english about it and pragmatic and i would have weighed it out because i didn't know how much i was going to get paid how, how long i was going to be there for who was left who my bosses were i didn't know any of that but i knew i'd become a pretty average coach i'd kind of worrying about stuff that really didn't matter and i hadn't hadn't i wasn't doing the reason that I came into coaching and went and I was a teacher before that is to try and help people be, be their best, you know, and do and have it w- with a bit of fun. And, and I had lost all of that with England. Um, and I knew that I needed to do something different. So I said, yes. And, and then I, and, and that night I was really elated, you know, I was like, I was thinking, yeah, I'm going to coach the Fiji team in the morning. That's not how I felt. I felt really nervous. <laughs> and like, I, I, I ran my agent. I was like, can you get, can you get me out of this? And and he said, no, you, like it's, it's on the, in the press now. You're gonna to have to fly over and get on with it. And, and and that's what that's how it kind of started. The baptism of fire, really then. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah.
3: I've um, Ben, I've I've certainly played and trained with a lot of Fijians in my time. Skill set and naturally talent, they're amazing. They're the best in the world. But mm. work great and can't be asked <laughs> to do stuff. They are incredible. You know, they turn up training, don't want to train, they just don't train. Um, I love watching them play, in but I, I just want to know what what were they like to coach? You know, to coach really were they hard work or did they work hard? Or because yeah. my my experience was they just went out there and did it off the cuff, and I might that must be a coach's nightmare. But I don't know.
0: Do yeah, no, it's a it's a good point. I mean, I think at the start I didn't I didn't know how they would react to me, um, and so I just didn't want to do anything anything big. So I kind of just listened. And did a few sessions. I mean, the first week I got there, the team was picked for me by nine other um, selectors. So I, I didn't know any of them. They were none of them from the previous year, and and I thought I'd just do a quick yo-yo test to just see how fit they were, to see what I could do the following week because we were going to go and play in a tournament. And I and I won the fitness test, and, and I wasn't fit. Um, <laughs> and they just they just literally just they just they just stayed in their villages like and not trained. Even though they knew the tournament was around the corner, they thought, well, look, the new coach might be some bloke from one of the other villages or from the army team or the police team, and I, he won't like me and I won't get picked. So what's the point in trying to impress him if he's not going to pick me anyway? Um, so we took that team to the first tournament and, and uh, we got beaten by Wales, actually, in the group, but we came through as a as, uh, runner-up and played England and they smashed us. And then uh, the following... The following morning, I flew back to London to get all my stuff, and and that's when the CEO told me that he didn't have any money to pay me for the next six months. But in those first couple of sessions, when they were unfit, um, they, not many of those boys survived. Kind of being selected for the next tournament. When you when you coached them, a bit like you said, Shane, they did things on the field in training and training that just made you smile. Like it just it just as a coach. Mm like they did stuff that you just got to look back and go, that's amazing. And I think if you can then wrap around some foundations, get them fitter, understand nutrition, make sure they're there on time, make sure they are getting the right feedback. Cause it's rude in Fiji to argue in public. So no one ever got any feedback. No one ever got told where they got dropped. Um, and some, some good stuff would happen. And then it was slowly put in those building blocks in place. But yeah, I mean, I had players hiding in bushes in fitness sessions, they, you know, <laughs> Um, I had a guy with rot- rotting teeth, Jerry Two i who's like world player of the decade now. Um, he was one of the guys hiding in a bush, and and uh, he he then also when I got close to him in the first, after the first few months, his teeth his teeth smelt a lot. He had really bad rotting teeth, and so we took him to the dentist. And um, as the dentist was coming in to give him an injection, he just legged it down the high street. And so I had to chase him down the high street, shouting at him, Jerry, Jerry, come back. Otherwise, I'm not picking you for Hong Kong. I don't want to go. <laughs> but we got him back the following day. And uh, he had a few, he had a few, um, didn't have all of them done, but he had a few of them done. And then um, and then he played. So so it's just kind of making sure that, you know, it, I did it bit by bit. And then I'm lucky that I had this amazing captain, Osea Kalimansal, who's just, staggering like as a Fijian, he just worked so so hard. You know, he I he he passed out on my shoulder a couple of times after games. He just gave everything and he just led that team. So he made it a lot easier for me as well.
3: Mm. Amazing brilliant.
2: Amazing. So so let's go to Rio then. I mean you've done a lot of the work. You you feel like you've got a chance, you know, we've been there as coaches, but you still gotta you still gotta go and do it then. You know it's uh all the expectation and then the magnitude of sevens in the Olympics and what's at stake. I mean, just just talk us. I don't want to give too much away from your books. You want to push that. No, it's a brilliant read. But, you know, just take us a little bit through the latter stages and the expectation and the events of that.
0: We'd we'd kind of just going into the, the Olympics, the last few tournaments, I was playing around a bit with some of the boys that that had been in the team but went overseas for contracts, you know, like Nakarawa and Kunatani and Tuasova, um, those boys. And and so we we dropped them into some tournaments, knowing they weren't fit, but we just wanted to see how they went, you know. Um and, and Fijians generally just go straight back into sevens and they carve it up, you know. Tuisova was ridiculous. And he had played on the Tuesday night or the Wednesday night for Toulon and then played on the Saturday, Sunday in Paris 7s and just carved up. Just He didn't even train with the team. Um, and he, he was brilliant. But then we we then got them all together to into onto the island, 21 players, for about two months. And um, that included Jared Hayne as well, who had come across from the San Francisco 49ers. Um, and we put them all together. And then we had training... With them, where we we were starting to drop them off every week when they weren't making it, but we got down to about eighteen really, um, and then they just had games against each other, and and this was brilliant. You know, you're watching Bill Matter going head to head against Nakarawa and Tuisova versus Ruatha or different these different amazing players, and so by the end of all of that, you just felt really confident as a coach because you like. This lot, of, this lot know what they're doing, and they and they've they've got they've got it. Like you know, they they were resilient, they were tough. So we went to Chile just to get some downtime because in Fiji they were going bonkers by then. They you know we'd just won two world titles in a row. Um, they were favourites now for the Olympics. They'd never won a medal, and um, and we needed to get away from the pressure of Fiji. And so we went to Chile and to Santiago, trained there at altitude for a little bit and just chilled out. And then we were the very last group of people to go into the athletes village half an hour before lockdown of the village. We managed to get the team in um, because there's, there's loads of, there's loads of problems and distractions in the village. And you just wanted to avoid all of that. And we'd already gone off our phones and our, for about a week before just to just be really tight as a group. Um, and it, and it worked, you know, and I saw teams like the Kenyan team because it's, it's free when you get into the village, the Kenyan team got in there day one, soon as it was open, they were there. So they'd already been there almost a month before the games and they were just, they were just, they, they, they were burnt out just by the whole daily grind of being in the village, going through about five or six different security levels in and out to training. They, they were terrible in the Olympic games. And you know, the McDonald's the, that's the 24 seven McDonald's in, in the village after day <laughs> two or three, the queue was so long, there was a notice on the door saying we're, we're limiting the amount of items to 20 per person. And it's like this is a proper Olympic Games, but half the people that are there as athletes are tourists. You know, they lose their first round. Their, their their whole Olympics is getting there, and and so they they go hard once they're out of competition. And so if you're if you're in week two of competition or you're end of that week one, there's a lot of athletes out there that are get on the smash in Rio. And so you've you've, you've got you've got to really you've got to keep tight because all those distractions can derail you if you're not careful. And the boys were really good at that. Um, and and then, you know, the tournament was probably, probably the easiest tournament I'd had as a coach that, you know, you imagine you get these boys at the fittest levels they've ever been. They all know what's going on. They're world-class at what they do. So just let them do it and make sure you get them on the bus, get them on the bus to go to the game and <laughs> get them off the bus to go on the pitch. <laughs> But, you know, it, it was at that point that we'd gotten to that through a lot of hard work that I didn't really feel I needed to be there for those last few games. That they, they were they were controlling themselves. Uh,
1: what, what was it like, Ben? Obviously, you know, you you said that you have been doing the seventh circuit and all the different tournaments that you'd be in, but then the Olympics is... It's massive. It's all these different sports, all these different athletes, and it's like a whole you know they call the formula one the the traveling circus but this sort of circus is just on a global scheme where you have hundreds of different nationalities different athletes and what what is it like going into that environment and you know you, you've mentioned there now the uh the athletes village but just generally being around did you, like did you get a chance to go and see any other you know um any other, other events and sorry i couldn't find the word other events or what was it like just being in that situation
0: yeah, so the first two or three days before tournament, it was just head down. We were just in and out of the of the meal hall, of the of the hall, the food hall, which is like the size of a football pitch, two football pitches. And, and then it's just got everything you want around it. So, you know, it's not all healthy, but we just we just kind of just got on with things. So we didn't really see anything up until the tournament was over. And then, yeah, yeah, I mean. I went to everything. I'm I'm a massive track and field fan, so I was there every day watching track and field. and pretty much looked at saw everything. And Wade Van Niekirk, who's the 400 meter, won the won the gold there. He also hung out a lot with the Fijian boys. He became really tight with the captain. So he'd come to our our, our meetings in the mornings where we had this kind of lotu, this prayer service, um, where the boys would sing and stuff. And it's it's a cool. I'm not religious, but it's just quite it's just quite cool. And he'd turn up with that and, and they'd go and support him. He'd come and support them. Um, uh, in fact, Wade recently tore his ACL playing touch rugby, messing around so completely, you know, his Olympics, uh, yeah, all shattered because he wanted to play a bit of touch um, in a charity tournament. Um, so, yeah, we got to see quite a lot of stuff there. And, it, and I think probably, like, you know, sevens, you know, is the, is, is the small brother of fifteens. And, 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 you know, that's, that's for a good reason and i don't think ever i never thought sevens would ever get as big as 15s and i don't think it ever will but i do think for that moment in the olympics you suddenly realize just how big the olympics is and how small rugby is in comparative terms yep. and you just get a bit of a spotlight on rugby for a few days and and the general population aren't you know they're not too savvy on whether it's sevens or 15s it's just rugby and so there's an opportunity for rugby to really grow in that in that moment and um and and you realize just how what a big what a bigger uh, a reach it has you know you're suddenly getting spotted like the following month i was in new york and someone bought me coffee and said i loved i love watching you guys play you know i i the the u.s dream team were watching all our games and that led me to me spending time at the new york knicks because carmelo anthony was there and he was the captain of the of the dream team um and so so it had lots of cool spin-offs like that that um that I think people are, I guess everyone's aware how big the Olympics is, but it's just ginormous when, when, when you're there. And um, and yeah, I was really lucky for that to just be part of that, really. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. for,
3: for, For me, Ben, I think one of the things I would love to have done would have been to play in an Olympics. And I think, you know, I think if you ask the majority of the 15 aside boys now from any of the nations, you know, would they give up one game just to go to an Olympics and, and, and go for gold? I'm sure they would. But obviously, you were hugely successful with, with Fiji. Um, do, you, do you ever go back to Fiji? Because obviously, you were, you were given a few honours by the, by the country itself. So I imagine you've probably spent a lot of time there now, Bethany.
0: <laughs> well, I did. I wish I, could, I wish I could spend more time there. When I, when I, got, when I finished originally, I came back pretty quickly because the captain got married. So I came back for that and then i came back for um they put uh, me on their 50 cent piece and their seven dollar bills so i <laughs> went back for for that which was which was a bit bizarre really but, but it's very cool um and then when the book came out I, w- I was quite truthful about some of the stuff that had gone on behind the scenes with the chairman who's you know recently he was in the press a lot and he got and they got rid of him because he'd gone to prison for for kicking and punching someone to death at a wedding um and and the, and and my boss, who was the military dictator, who's now a democratically elected, but back in the day, you know, he he had had a coup to take over, and and so um, my the the they weren't too pleased. I think some of that came out. And when I went to the World Cup in San Francisco, um, I was kind of told to stay away from Frank, um, who's the prime minister. Um, but I, I think things are starting to heal because he realized, you know, I didn't, I, you know, he was he was a he was a good. Um, he was a good boss to me and let and and pretty much left me alone to do what most of the time to do what I wanted to do. Um, but but yeah, that so I, I don't I wouldn't feel particularly. I'm not sure how how well I'll be welcomed by him um, next time I see him. So I haven't been back for a couple of years and and I miss it because because it's a really magnetic place and I, and I wish I could spend more time there. Yeah.
2: yeah, I just keep thinking back to us drinking purple nasties on a Wednesday <laughs> night after games and, and and there you are on the back of a dollar note and 50 cent piece of Fiji, unbelievable um we're going to talk about what the next project is uh because we could listen to you all night, mate. but let's let's plug the book right seven's heaven it's gone fantastically well not surprised um and you've got a, a your own podcast now i gotta say i listened to the austin swain one and reminisced, he had a massive impact on me. Uh, Austin yeah. was our sports psychology lecturer, boys, and he, he coached us at, at Loughborough University. was the England rugby's first sports psychologist. But um, you have yeah, an they interesting team.
0: They, they, they didn't know what to do with him, Sean, did they? And they told no. him to, go, to climb up on trees and, and spy I mean, on people and things I like know,
2: that. I know. But, you know, it's amazing, really. Uh, what a great man. But it's a good slant on that on podcast. I like it because you're getting real great people in there. So listen to the Ben Ryan podcast. And, and how can people get hold of this book, Ben?
0: It's on Amazon, so it, it, we're really proud of it. And like, it, it, it's always a bit like feel like a fake when someone says, oh, you know, you've written a book. I didn't write it. It was ghostwritten. So I spent a year with um, Tom Fordyce, who does the Peter Crouch podcast. And, and Tom was, so when I left Loughborough, I went to a couple of years in Cambridge. Tom was at Cambridge uh, at the same time and we've been good mates and he, so he he knew my story inside out and he, he tells a brilliant you know weaves it brilliantly and that's on amazon and we're lucky that the, that the the film rights have been have been sold and something's in the pipeline for that as well so Ooh, well, that, that, that no, that'll there, be fun there's
2: something who's who will play ben right <laughs>
0: <now>? damian lewis <laughs> yeah. i don't know
2: well, now, Carl, you you I mean, probably you know, know yeah, ben can, you... you
0: know can you get to this colour did you get a say in it <laughs> No, no, I don't. Know. It's got, no? it's, it's got no, to be no, damien on, Lewis, hasn't
1: no. it? damien Lewis.
0: Damien Lewis. He's a Definitely. They can, <laughs> they, can, they can make anyone's head ginger. They can, they can dye anything. They do amazing things. You <laughs> think this or the CGI? They should be able to just make someone's uh, head ginger.
1: They can't make anybody as handsome as you, though, mate. So,
0: thanks. I know that's not true. Listen, Ben.
1: I want to ask you. Sean just touched on it there when he, he said something about purple nasties. What was it like being stuck with him in class, <laughs> on the pitch, playing games? Was he just a big pain in the ass, or was he a pleasure to be around?
0: No, like you think back about our kind of like those days where we were kind of carefree, weren't we? Really, and I didn't go in my first year. I was terrible. I I'd had a gap year in London, and I talk about it in the book. My one of my best mates got into a lot of trouble in London and ended up in prison for armed robbery, and I was kind of just. I was still in kind of not, I certainly wasn't in study mode in my first year, never turned up at any real lectures except Austin's for for sports psychology. And then we had a a thing called sports technology, It was basically playing football and and different things or cricket, wasn't it? It was, that was good. Um, And then we just trained and trained and and drank on Wednesdays and Saturdays and probably a couple of other nights as well. And we had a good, we had a really tight group and it was a lot of fun. Um, Happy days really back then. So yeah. The uh, Belbarians. I'm glad there was no. Move I, I want to know. About.
3: Yeah, I want to know, Ben. He talks a good game, doesn't he? Let's be honest. What was he actually
0: like as a player? Yeah, yeah he's a tidy, tidy player. Yeah, <laughs> Pull back all wing. Um, and uh, you know, back then we also had. Well, do you remember Nick Stork was there, wasn't he yeah. as well? And Nick Stork was there, and uh, um, we had so we had. I mean, that that freshest team that we had had Paul Burke in there at fly half as well. Um, Derwin was obviously in the first team. Um, Diprose was, Tony uh, Diprose Tony Mark Mapletoff was playing out and Dinger, Dinger Bell was, came along then Jonathan me, Bell is that? was, yeah that, that, it, was, it was back before you know the game had gone pro so that was the traditional route I guess for a lot of people yeah. uh, no Sean was good Sean was Sean was very good I was <laughs> okay. I was the one that was struggling was to get coach. in the team
2: a, As a better coach and I was a player that's for sure but uh, yeah, I was smash. certainly um, I was certainly a man's man uh, I, I enjoyed being around the boys uh, particularly on a Wednesday night it was brilliant <laughs> Fond memories, fond memories. Ben, um, before we sort of start the wrap-up, because the time has flown, you know, listening, we've got to ask, we ask all our guests, mate, um, what are you watching?
0: (laughs) Well, I just finished watching uh, Your Honour. Yeah, we we watched that. I was disappointed with the ending, though. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of like, come on. There's a few things, a few unanswered stuff. Um, I've got into... uh, well i like cuz i've been trying to get my french up and my partner michelle she she's also learning french hard. so we watch um, call my agent as well you we come across that no no it's on netflix call my agent it's really good so it's about good. it's about it's about film agents and tv agents but it, yeah, you it's, good. Seen that? it's good it's good not i haven't i
1: haven't seen that i mean you did was it called call my what, agent. what was it called call my agent, agent.
0: call my agent is the english version but it's good it's on it's on netflix it's got three or four seasons yeah. Um, so that's good. Yeah. Um, that's probably the one. And then obviously at the moment you've got. Did you watch uh, last night the um, uh, Line of Duty?
2: Oh, I know. I've got Line of Duty lined up. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: so everyone must have At the very end, I bet you'll you'll press pause on and have a look at the screenshot. See if you can screenshot what they were talking about at the end. I think everybody right. has
1: been doing that. Yeah, that I, I seen um, I seen some sort of meme or GIF today on, on on Twitter. I think it was, and it was like somebody had written me watching Line of Duty, and it was a picture of um, Russell Crowe or a GIF of Russell Crowe in that film where a beautiful mind, where he's got all the equations all uh, over the yeah, board, yeah, yeah. and this and that's what it said. Me watching like the end of Line of Duty, so I can only imagine there's all sorts of twists and turns in it.
0: Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's it, really. Yeah, and, then, so yeah, watching, and then, yeah, yeah, that's it. And then, watching my beloved Brentford play as much as possible.
2: Yeah, so, I was going to uh, come on to that now. The bees, I mean, you're fair play to you. Ever since I've known you, you've been a massive Brentford fan. You've stuck with them through thick and thin. They've been so close, mate, haven't
0: they? Yeah, they have been. Yeah, I think we've, we've, we'll we be close again. I think Swansea are tumbling at the moment. And that they've, I know, they won last game, but um, they they sure might can. have fallen off the rails a bit. and. Um, but yeah, be, is the promised land might might be there. But, but you, uh, you know, are still a season ticket holder. Season ticket holder there, yeah, and, and do bits and bobs around the club as well. So um, I, I, if I'm honest with you, I, I, and that probably sounds terrible, but I do prefer watching football these days at the moment. You know, and, uh, so you know that's... you, that's you just, can that's,
2: get a bit rugby out, can you? I mean, uh, yeah. but look, you got lot, you got lots of strings to your bow uh, apart from. Um, attending our 30-year reunion, which uh, I, I'm obviously charged with organizing. What's next for Ben Ryan? You've done so much. You've opened so many doors for yourself. As I say, you're a great bloke and you've got so many skills, mate. Well, what's what's next? What is the next project?
0: I think it might be, it I think it will be probably in another sport um, from some of the stuff that I've been doing recently, that, that performance director, coaching, head of coaching type role, Um it's funny, you know, when I when I came back, I had some 15s offers and some good clubs, and uh, and I didn't didn't want to do them. It wasn't the right time for me. And I think now perhaps I've I've had too long away from 15s to the more almost to the point where I've kind of just been labelled, you know, a sevens coach. And and in the UK they kind of put that label on people. It's not the same in Australia, or New Zealand, and other countries where you're seen as a coach. And I've never really worked that one out, but. I, I fancy having a, a crack at a couple of other sports and I've, I've been doing quite a lot of work in football and so uh, I think maybe that might you know if if luck's on my side um, I might get a role in football soon Wow Brentford so we'll see oh crikey no that would be the dream wouldn't it but... <laughs> <laughs> they'll get in the premiership first and then uh, then take over yeah
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh brilliant well, Ben, look, it's
2: been absolutely amazing having you on. Uh, thanks so much for giving up your time. Um, the, the podcast is going really well. Good luck with it. You know, I'm, I'm open to a, a, an episode, mate, of course. Nice. I'm going um, <laughs> uh, to be joking. Cheesy. To watch, uh, to listen to on my dog walk in the morning, so that's going to be great. Yeah. Um, we wish you all all the very best, mate. With whatever it is you do, uh, from a personal point of view, very proud of all your achievements and to to know you and to be able to say, look, he's my he's my marker. But uh, good luck with whatever you do, Ben, in the future.
0: Thank you very much. That's been fun tonight. Thanks thanks for having me on. I, I'm gonna News be I, I'm gonna good be to cheesy
1: you. as well before we before we do sign off officially um can i have a signed book because i really uh, want to ah. read this book now
2: yeah yeah, yeah nothing no say yes I, I, ben
3: I, 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 you why not? i've you got like,
1: loads of them uh, can i have them, can i have one <laughs> <in my> <laughs> i mean is it i'll be i'd be absolutely over the moon i want to get i want to get a signed book and i can't wait to read it after sean tell me about it before we started and listen to you talk about it You, i'm really interested to read that especially learning about everything you've been doing in your life and it's absolutely fascinating so i would really really like to uh to get that, Thank you. Um, yeah, no, I'll, 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 I'll
0: send, I'll send some across. Yeah, no problem. I'll,
1: I'll reach out to you on Instagram. Just a final question: How much are they going for these days? The books? No, <laughs> well, the signed ones. I
0: think it's seven, seven quid for a yeah, paperback one, and a fiver if it's signed.
1: No, but genuinely, I will, I'll reach out to you. I'll reach out to you on Instagram. I'd genuinely, I'd be all the moon if you could make that happen. No, me, I'll
0: organise it. I'll send Ben
2: my address. There we are. There we are. Fantastic. I'll organise it. Leave him alone. Easy. He's a pain in Easy. the arse. Oh, no ben, take care, mate. Stay safe. And yeah. uh we'll catch you for
0: a beer soon, yeah? That'd be that'd be amazing. Imagine that moment when we can have a beer. Cheers boys. Yeah. Thanks, Ben. Cheers, Past. Take care. Cheers, class. See